1: Well, hello, I'm Eric Eastep. And I'm Scott Reevley, And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Scott, how are you this fine, wet, rainy day in August?
0: It has really been different. I, I may be able to say that in, what, 30-some years of living in Oregon, I don't remember a wet, rainy August day. <laughs> I remember some very wet September days. Sure. But... August days have been pretty
1: safe. I, I'm mainly chuckling because I drive a Jeep Wrangler. And when it's summertime, once I'm sure the rain is gone, I take the top off. And I have been surprised <laughs> today with the rain. So I've been driving around a little bit wet. Was the top off? Well, I, I got the top back on, but I don't have the sides. They're not in the car. Details. <laughs> Details. So I'm just yes, driving around. Yes, okay, note yourself.
0: Before it <laughs> rains hard all day long, get the, get yeah. the sides on, huh? It's an exciting day. That's funny. Well, no, I'm uh, the other thing that happened today is I um, I got a new grandbaby. That's exciting. So that is exciting, and that's uh, an answer to prayer. And and frankly, that's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened pretty re-
1: pretty uh, recently. Re- recent development. Yes. More to come. Well, very good. Um, well, today we're gonna kind of do, not a, not a recap, but a little bit of a part one or part two from last week. We, we interviewed uh, Will Lathrop, who is running for office for attorney general in Oregon. And we asked him, how should an average person, uh, an average citizen, a Christian desiring to do justice in the world, what should we do? And I really liked his answer because um, he talked some about some action, like you can do these particular things. But the first thing he said is you should pray. Which I didn't, I didn't expect. Yeah,
0: I will say. I thought that. I mean, I found it extra encouraging the fact that I
1: didn't expect it. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and I thought it was a good answer. Um, just talk, talk to talk to God, and one, you're talking to the God who is just and merciful, and desires um, justice and mercy, and to give mercy, and to bring about justice. Um, and he, even the way he was talking about his campaign, he want it, it, he said uh, something along the lines of if. More people are praying because of this campaign. By the end of it, that that'll be a success. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's fantastic. Uh, that's that's a good goal to have. Um, so we wanted to today really just talk about prayer again in, in regards to government, in regards to politics, and remind ourselves and remind all of you listeners that there's plenty of actions that you can do in the world, uh, especially in regards to politics. But starting with prayer is. Is a good thing to start with, and, and one of the more effective things you can do. Well, I was,
0: I was thinking about this, and I, I have started to ask these questions more often, uh, and that is just simply: is prayer a political action? Mm. In other words, when I pray, am I doing something political? Mm-hmm. Now, I can cons- I can conceive of doing of praying and having it be primarily selfish. Sure or self-absorbed or self-centered and praying about my thing, my thing, my thing, my thing, which I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us really kind of, maybe that's our default prayer.
1: You just default to requests. I need this and this and this or requests for myself. I
0: mean, is there are some requests or some intercession for other people, but I think once you venture out of your, out of yourself, basically you're beginning, you're beginning to tread in political territory. Mm. Because what you are doing is, uh, if in fact you believe that um, God is the King of Kings, mm-hmm. you're going, you're, you're bypassing the lesser kings, going straight sure. to the King of kings. You're talking to the King of Kings, and the, well, you're the, lobbying the, at that point, basically. You're, basically, yeah, exactly. And the and the more clear that you are about the re, your your reasons for approaching him or the more clear you are about his agenda that you want to connect to in your prayer, the more political you're being. Mm-hmm. In other words, I pray, you know, I pray for um, my kids. And a lot of times my prayers are not just, oh, help them be healthy or, you know, whatever. It's, it's really helped them to be effective in uh, ministry, help them, understand people in a way that gives them leverage and i'm praying for uh kingdom things and as soon as i catch myself doing that for sure i'm i'm praying subversive prayers for the kingdom of this world mm-hmm. and for the uh, prince of the power of the air and mm-hmm. i'm approaching the throne right right i'm approaching a throne of grace to find uh, grace to help in time of need mm-hmm. and so it's not a it's it's not apolitical for sure. Yeah, you know that. So anyway, it just is interesting to me when you start beginning to think of what activities do I do? Mm-hmm. Prayer being maybe the first one that comes to my mind uh, that are political or aren't political. I mean, it is you. You are doing something political. So all the more reason, right? To if you'd like to engage politically, yeah, yeah. To start there, really.
1: Well, and I think that does require a proper and fitting understanding of who you're praying to. I think there's ways to pray that wouldn't be political because you just don't even understand. It it might be accidentally political. um, But I think that's worth noting. Are you just baiting me now?
0: (laughs) Maybe. I didn't mean to. (laughs) I think he's just baiting me because I wasn't sure what we're going to do on this podcast and I'm just needing all the help I can get. So I went to chat GPT (laughs) For a po- and I, I said, write me a podcast. On I did not have that in mind at all. A prayer. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> and it starts off by highlighting exactly the place I'm supposed to put the intro music, and <laughs> exactly what the host is supposed to say. It, it was hilarious, actually, and very tra- made very transparent. Actually, what ChatGPD really does, mm-hmm. as far as a language model and uh, different things but one of its uh one of its questions was you need to consider the interfaith aspect like it's intriguing how prayer transcends religious boundaries blah 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 and it kept going it is like oh dear we are totally working with a computer here and i think if you were to approach it that way yes it wouldn't be political because of who you're because really of who you're not praying to you're sure. praying to something else
1: sure I, That's yeah, not what you had yeah, in mind, of. Yes, and, yes, and. Yes, um, <laughs> and. And we've talked about this before, and I, I think we should just keep bringing it up. Uh, when we talk about Jesus being the king, he's not simply the king of a spiritual kingdom. He's the king of the entire kingdom, and, the, and it's a physical kingdom, and it will rule. All, all government will be on his shoulders. And I think that to the degree we understand that, then those prayers are political. If, if I have my understanding of Christianity... Um, and my connection with Jesus relegated to some small portion of life, uh, then my prayers are going to be weird and, and compartmentalized in a way that I don't think is helpful, and they'll be less political because we don't understand the ramifications of praying to the king we're praying to. So our, so our prayers are different because we don't understand that we're praying to the king of the universe. We're, we're praying to a, a personal savior, which he definitely is, But he's so much more than that and to to the degree we understand how much more he is our prayers become more political
0: well i i think it's interesting that you talk about he's not just a spiritual king but he's the king of the whole thing and you've got i mean just reminded me of our conversation about revelation a few weeks ago because that's one of the things happening in revelation is that you you have this really sort of intermingling of the spiritual realm and the physical realm mm-hmm. and even you do in the new testament are the uh, are the um principalities and powers right uh kings or and governors or are they spirits and Empowering kings and governors and yeah. sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't and in other words it's really hard to tell which all again all the more encourages me let's just go straight to mm-hmm. talking to the lord about it so mm-hmm.
1: yeah and, and I think it's good to pull, pull all those categories in and, and usually try to grab a thought here. When we talk about spiritual th- things, uh, I was more talking about a more limited thing. Like when people say, oh, I need to go to church so I can be more spiritual. Like whatever, whatever that means, uh, they're, they're less often thinking about the grand spiritual realm that oh, is in this cosmic yeah. cosmic. Uh, fight uh, against the king of the cosmos and more about, oh, there's something about the soul that I need to be, that I need to care about. And that, and church happens to be that avenue to do that. And I'd say, okay, that's that's pretty limited. There's probably a portion of that that's connected for sure. But when you walk into a church, you are walking into an embassy of another kingdom. And that kingdom is of all heaven and all earth and all things will be restored. Um, So we always need to, really check our assumptions about what we're talking about. Cause it, it's always bigger, I think, than we think it is, um, or that, that we allow ourselves to assume it is. And especially when we're praying, that's, that's helpful. Who, who am I talking to? What, what authority does he have? The answer is all, <laughs> and that changes the scope, um, and, and intensity of the prayers.
0: Mm. Which is a, a good reason that when we ask, what can the ordinary person do? Mm-hmm ordinary person can begin with prayer. Mm-hmm. That's what we asked last last week. And right. so, yeah, I think that's great. Um, so I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad he challenged us to do that. And we wanted to like double down on that today mm-hmm. and uh, give some uh, level of reminder, some level of challenge mm-hmm. uh, for you to pray. And And the thing is, you don't have to wait till like the Monday, what, the first Monday of November, Right. To pray it, for <laughs> that, elections, or it's something. like, yeah, that's you know, you can start now. I mean, it's yeah, it's a ways away, but now would be a great time to start praying because mm-hmm. yeah. there are still you know, God, there's still things God needs to do now, right? ahead of it. That so, right. yes,
1: well, we'll talk about. I grabbed a few different examples of, of ways in which we can pray, and I want to just emphasize again that this is prayer is an effective thing. It's not just a, this isn't just the Christian answer. Like, Hey, what should a Christian do? Well, you're supposed to pray. Okay. we got that box checked. And now what do we do? Uh, I think, especially as we're talking about, we're praying to the King. I don't think you can do a more effective action than talking to the King of the cosmos. Like that, that's the category we're talking about. I'm going to pray. And it's not just a preamble before I do something. I think the praying is doing something effective and helpful. Um, so that's our main encouragement today. Definitely pray, definitely talk to the king, realize who you're talking to. And um, I also think as we pray, th- there's benefit because God may answer prayers in the affirmative and that's that's helpful, that's good. I think some of the other benefits are, if I'm a praying person, if I'm someone who talks to the king, it, it changes me. And I feel like even just those benefits are desirable enough to yeah, I'm going to keep talking to the king, especially in political matters because it changes the way I interact with with the king, it changes the way I interact with the world, it changes the way I respond or react to what's going on. Um and that's a that's a posture I want other people to have as well. Well, so well,
0: I hope it does. I mean, I think I think again, I can be so self-absorbed in my own prayers that I really see little or no supernatural engaging, you know, Mm -hmm. activity that the Lord's answering or helping me or anything, and very little change because Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about me. So, sure, but I think once you get out of yourself, and I think that's kind of what some of these things you've got that are good uh, things to pray for or good examples of prayer, that they will kind of draw you into Mm -hmm. a different Mm -hmm. situation, so... So what do you got there that you would suggest we pray for?
1: Yeah, so the first one, if you want to pray politically, that's probably the hook there. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind first is from 1 Timothy, and if I were to headline it, it's, it's pray that you live godly lives without impediment by the government. So 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So this should inform your prayers, your political prayers. I'm going to pray uh, for—we don't have kings in our government, but we have many people in high positions, so I'm going to pray for those in high positions. And it's interesting, the reason we would do that is not— so they think the way I want them to think, or they um, have the policies that I want them to have. The end goal is that, that we may lead peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. That's the, that's the end we're aiming for.
0: Yeah. You had said that it was, that we might have, live without you know, impediment from the government, government, but I, I don't think it necessarily is that. I think if the government does its job, then life will be more peaceful and quiet mm-hmm. and more dignified. And so in some respect, you're pay, playing, praying that the uh, government would, would do its Romans 13 kind of a job mm-hmm. so that we can live the kind of life that we're called to. And so that's, I think, one thing, you know. and certainly we don't want the government to
1: uh, run roughshod over people, so that's a good reason to pray. Well, and by impediment, I mean impediment towards godliness. Because the the end of this prayer is that we can live godly lives. Yeah, I guess
0: you, I guess you did throw in the environment because it is mm-hmm. environmental. I mean, it could be a, a war, or it could be another thing. We're praying for the government right. for all these things not to not to shape uh, life, you know, or not to distort life out of this peaceful and quiet life that he talks about here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the reason for that, I think, if you if you kept going, which you did and when you read. Is that God desires all people to be saved. Mm-hmm. In other words, what what he's what he's praying for is that the church would be the church. In other words, peaceful and quiet, not protesting and you know uh, engaging in culture wars. That's which mm-hmm. is interesting. That's not what the church does. It's peaceful and quiet. Why is it that way? Why are we hoping? Because it's good if it's that way. It's pleasing to God if it's that way, and. It's the means by which people get saved. He desires all people to be saved. So our ultimate reason for praying for government is because we want to engage with Jesus in saving people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So it's it's a, you know, your prayers for your president, for your governor, for the Supreme Court, for whoever, is a means of praying for the salvation of your neighbor. Right among other things. That's good. And agreeing with Jesus who gave his life for your neighbor
1: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, as far as what this does to you, um, I I think it's Wednesday, it might be Thursdays, um, but I, I have it on my calendar to pray for. Political leaders is like on my list of people to pray for. And I'm often going towards this verse mm-hmm. um, that we'd, we would live peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified. And I find one that, that gives a particular posture to my prayers and, and a particular end, it's not just whatever I want. Uh, there's a, an end that God wants, I want the same end. And also this changes the way I think about and react to people in high positions because I'm praying for them and I may not like the things they're doing or not doing, but I have a more, um, humble posture towards them. Probably, uh, I was going to say compassionate, so, something along those lines. It's not as, um, Hostile or antagonistic, and to the point where, well, I'm praying for this person every week, and um, some, let the legislator does something, and well, I have their number. I'm going to text them, and hey, good job doing that thing, because now my posture is is more open to them because I'm praying for them weekly.
0: More open, I think, is good. I think it's more optimistic. Would mm-hmm. be one of the things I would say. Is. I can be optimistic if mm-hmm. I'm praying. If right. I'm going over their head, right. Lord, would you, you know I'm talking to the king. Yeah. I'm, this little servant. So, I can talk
1: to them. It's fine. Yeah. I
0: think you're more optimistic about what they may or may not do. Mm-hmm. So.
1: so that's one. That's first Timothy two. Um another one is pray for the city. And we've we've gone to Jeremiah twenty nine a number of times, and the context of Jeremiah is worth repeating over and over and over again. The people in Babylon are exiles, and they don't want to be there. In fact, everyone they want to listen to is telling them, "You're not supposed to be here, and God's going to rescue you soon." The talking heads on the TV are telling them things they want to hear, not what is actually true. And God tells them, basically, um, you need to you need to hang out here. You need to plant gardens. You need to um, have children. Plant to stay. Plant things that are going to take a while to harvest and have kids and give your kids in marriage and build families and in verse um 7 of Jeremiah 29 he says but seek the welfare of the city. And again this is the city that they don't like. They don't want to be there. This is not their home. This is the place in which they are in exile. Um uh, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare. And I think that's a great prayer. Your whatever city you live in, whatever state you live in, whatever country you live in, pray for the welfare of that city that God would do good. Um and on its behalf and where your city finds welfare, you're going to find welfare. I think uh, we're not in the same situation as them, but those relationships seem to go together. Uh, If you're sitting in a city and praying for its welfare, you're going to benefit from whatever welfare happens to hit that city as well.
0: And you'd be surprised what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be any number of things. I mean, you pray uh, or you seek the welfare of the city by uh, doing some tutoring at school. Well, guess what? The school system gets Mm -hmm. a little bit that much better, a little bit better. And, you know, people want to move there and your housing values go up and it's like, wait a second, Uh, you know, how did that happen? I don't know how that happened, but you benefited from the welfare of the city that you were working for and praying for. And Mm -hmm. I think that's some of Mm -hmm. how you get your, um, uh, how you experience its welfare when um, it does well. So,
1: right. And 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 if and when God answers those prayers, there there's definitely that that should give you reason to pray. And again, I I think this changes your posture to the city. Um, You you could just be frustrated, and even just the stuff Will was talking about last week. There are plenty of reasons to be plenty frustrated about Oregon. But if you're praying for Oregon or you're praying for your city, you can observe the things that may be broken, but it'll make you less antagonistic and go, oh, I there's a reason to pray. There's a reason to ask for God's welfare of this place rather than just go, ah, that's broken and that's broken and that's broken. When's everyone going to figure this out? Because it's not working. Uh, So I I think it changes the way you uh, react to your city.
0: The the other thing, this, again, I don't know why I'm stuck on this today. Some days I just get stuck. It's like, bloop, I stick my leg, my foot in a puddle and my foot's wet all day. And so it's just going to be wet. It is raining outside. It's going to be wet all day for you here, but you know seek the welfare of the city where i have sent you in exile and it's a place like eric said he doesn't want to be there it's it's not it's not the city of of uh, jerusalem it's not mount zion mm. uh it doesn't appear that the lord reigns there mm. this is a this is a, a secular not it's not secular nothing was secular back then but it's a pagan city and you're still to seek the welfare of it you're not to engage in, there's just nothing about the culture war here. Mm-hmm. That's, I think the thing that I just, am, this is such a positive statement. And in here, I mean, in Babylon of all places, they're mm-hmm. doing awful stuff in Babylon. Yeah, And clearly they're antagonistic to uh, the Jews. And Jeremiah's word is, you know what? Just seek their welfare, mm-hmm. pray for them, mm-hmm. and call that good. And you'll, you're going to be fine if you do that. Right. And I, I just see so much of the, so much of the church spends so much energy on identifying the war, uh, you know, trying to wage it somehow. Mm-hmm. It, Fight the war. And just, jettison
1: the character of Jesus so that we can have the proper tools to engage other people the way they seem to be engaging us.
0: And yeah, whatever the case may be, it really is, this is just such a, proactive, and positive way to approach a pagan city. Mm-hmm.
1: And it assumes the effectiveness of the work that we, we talked about at the beginning. It's not just do some actions and then tack, tack some prayer on at the beginning. Um, this assumes prayer does something. Talking to the Lord does something. This is the Lord Yahweh, uh, creator of the world. Uh, that It's not just a pray before you eat your meals and th- th- say grace and you're good. No, this is, we're assuming that when you talk to the king, something happens, that's that's an effective work and a worthwhile thing to do when you're sitting in a city you don't want to, to be in anymore.
0: I mean, the assumption is right there in the verse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I seek the welfare city, pray the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare. Well, how did it get the welfare? Well, I sought it, and mm-hmm. I prayed for it, mm-hmm. and there you go, God did it. So you're going to find your welfare there. Right.
1: So another one that comes to mind is from Proverbs 21. Um, And and this is less so an explicit, like, pray this way, but more here's the power God has uh, so we can pray that rulers are moved. This is uh, the first verse of Proverbs 21. It says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. And uh, it doesn't necessarily tell you what direction to do that. Uh, I'm going to pray that it goes west or east or wherever. But I think this should encourage us that, when we're talking to the king, when we're talk, or when we're talking to the Lord, he can move a ruler's heart however he wants to move it. And I want to encourage us to pray with that assumption. Um, we don't have to, hey, God, if you can do this, or maybe do this, or if, if you want to, maybe you could do this thing that might be a good way to, way to do whatever. Um, add some confidence. You're, you're talking to the, the God who can move a king's heart um, like a like a bit of water, he can reroute the stream however he wants, and it's not even a river. He doesn't even have to like dam it up. He can just reroute the stream. It's small, it's uh, insignificant amount of water, and the Lord has that kind of power to do that. So when you pray, assume that it's not a I, ho- I hope you can flex your muscles enough to maybe make this action occur. Um, we ha- we have a powerful God.
0: Well, I have yeah a couple things about that. Again, my foot's wet the culture wars, you assume that the people on the other side of you won't ever change. They're they're bad, they're evil, they're entrenched. And what you just, you know, the verse you just pointed out is super simple. Mm-hmm. The Lord turns it wherever he will. The Lord can do that, and so you can pray for him. The other thing that I think is really important is that the Lord can remove them Mm-hmm. He can, he can. You said he can move them. I I want to say he can remove them. Mm-hmm. You know, Daniel you do two <laughs> twenty. Daniel two twenty one says he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So he can take him down and put him up. And yeah, why not pray? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we mentioned don't wait till Monday, the first Monday in November. Right you can pray the Lord will keep people off the ballot. You can pray right. that, you know, he'll change history right now so that people yeah. aren't, you know, in the running or aren't elected or whatever. And so, yeah, there's lots of things that... Um, yeah, pray
1: Pray we have options that do not uh, sear our consciences in November. Pray, yeah. pray that there's actually good options that we can feel confident about. That You can start that prayer now.
0: Right, and now's a good time because... You're still, the filing deadline's still ahead. So. Right, that too,
1: yes. Um, so another thing to think about, pray God's character is reflected in leadership or policies or in the city or in the state or whatever. Again, this is not necessarily an explicit prayer, but one of the things I always want to go back to is Exodus 34. Uh, in the context of this, in 34, 6, and 7, Moses basically asks God, I want to see you. I want to see who you are. And God says, I can't do that, but if I kind of tuck you behind this rock, I can walk by you, and as I'm passing, I will let you see my glory. And he does that, and, and God covers his eyes as he walks by, and he, and God reveals himself, and he reveals himself by telling us who he is. And in Exodus 34, 6 and 7, it says, The Lord, the Lord of God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. But who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And this is interesting for two reasons. One, he tells us who he is by revealing his character to us. And I think any time, what should I pray for? Aiming towards the character of God is always going to be a good move. If, you're, if God is merciful, asking God to be merciful, that's a good move. That's, that's a good prayer. If God is gracious, asking God to be gracious is good. Asking him to be slow to anger. Asking him to abound in steadfast love and faithfulness. Um, asking him to deal with the guilty and, and bring justice. All those are fitting. And the other thing about this passage is this is the most quoted passage in the Bible. Um, so after Exodus 34, this thing is constantly quoted over and over and over again you'll if you're reading through the prophets they're saying a God merciful and gracious a God slow to anger they' they're you the scripture itself uses this as the basis for prayers basically if you're reading in Psalms it's all over the place and I'm trying I try to have eyes for oh is this from Ex- exodus 34 6 and 7 because likely it probably is it's a hint or it's a um, an allusion to and I think if we allow our prayers to echo this like scripture echoes it i think we're on good ground and we're we're aiming towards things that reflect who god is
0: yeah echoing is great i i think that's a a great way to think about really many many scriptures mm-hmm. the, the one thing i like about this is it's such an invitation to come pray it's you mm-hmm. know not whether you echo it in your prayer or not whether you pray that it will be merciful or not just recognize listen you know you're merciful and gracious and uh, and slow to anger? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I need your help here. And you just can go to him because of his character. Right. And I think that that's, I mean, that's the chief encouragement for me is
1: come and come and come and come mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. Uh, to pray. Yeah. And again, I just want to encourage confidence. I don't think we need to be mealy-mouthed in our, in our prayers and um, put a bunch of caveats and if this is what you want to do and... Like, this is not the right phrase, but like go for no, like don't don't just be, uh, don't lack confidence and not really ask for anything and not really pray because you you just don't want to get a bad answer. So you don't really ask for anything. Ask God to be merciful in a specific situation. And the answer may be no. The answer may be, I'm not going to give the grace that you want in this situation. It may be something else, but just aim for that. God said he's gracious. Ask him to be gracious in a particular situation, in a particular way. He said he's merciful. Ask for mercy. Um, he said he's just. Ask for justice rather than, well, we'd really kind of like you to do this if maybe you were thinking you'd be up for it on Wednesday afternoon. But if
0: not, that's fine. <laughs> and, it, you know, again, it, this is a great verse and this is a great place to start, but you can use the entire Bible that same way. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you learn that he forgives sin. Guess what? That's an invitation for you to ask him to forgive your sin. Right? You learn that he um, is, uh, well, patient, or you, you read that he is righteous, pray that righteousness will prevail. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is just, you can use the scripture that way for sure, and this is a great place to start, Exodus
1: 34. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Another thing that is worth praying for is for your—we'll go back to the selfish side of it. Uh, pray that you can be submissive. Maybe maybe that's not selfish at all. I'm not really sure. But um, in Titus 3, it says, remind them—he's This is he's calling Titus to do something with the people in the church—remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. This is something— <laughs> Scripture implores us to be submissive to rulers and authorities, and I don't know about you, but that is not a natural uh, posture of mine. That's not a natural proclivity, and so a very fitting prayer for me would be, God, help me to be submissive. I don't agree with the rulers. I don't agree with the authorities in whatever situation. I don't want to be obedient. It's not a default to be obedient, so asking the king, go over their heads, just go right over the head of the ruler, go right over the head of authority, and ask the king of the universe to help you be submissive to the, the sub-rulers he has put in place.
0: Well, the submissiveness is in that verse for sure, but so is um, doing good works, so is not speaking evil. Wouldn't that be great if we prayed that Christians wouldn't speak evil of people Maybe on social media or wherever, that that got got cleaned up. Well, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Or to avoid quarreling on social media, <laughs> <laughs> not just social media. I got my other foot and it's stuck in a yeah. puddle, and now I need to have a theme, right? But well, a lot of be the cultural war is
1: waged on social media. Now. So much
0: of so much of it is just embedded right here in this mm-hmm. verse,
1: and uh, yeah, I, I I love it so. Mm-hmm. And then one more, uh, just for good measure, if you are not so certain, maybe maybe your default is not to think about God as the king who has all authority, who has um, the restoration of all the world in mind and in plan. I think of, uh, a good and fitting prayer would be to ask God to help you put your hope and your affection and your longing not in temp- temporal um, politics, not in small politics, but in his kingship. And there, there are many, where, many places to get that uh, encouragement, but I think Isaiah 9 is a very good one. Um, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Man, I can't even read this without getting choked up. It's ridiculous. We did this years ago, and it, it got me last time, but I'll try again. Um, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. That is the uh, expansiveness of the kingdom we're talking about, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And if your hope is on something less than that, then talk to the king and say, hey, please put my hope over here because it's so much bigger, it's so much better. um, And it can actually sustain you and pull you and that longing is worth having.
0: Well, you may recognize that as a Christmas verse, mm-hmm. but most people don't recognize Christmas as a political holiday.
1: Oh, it's political—a a
0: government holiday <laughs> because the mail doesn't come, and you know mm-hmm. to go to work. But, but yes, you mean the the the, the political statements in that text are amazing. Mm-hmm. A government should be on his shoulders. His name should be called Wonderful Council, will be the Prince of Peace. Increase of his government and peace. There'll be no end. He'll sit on the throne over his kingdom. Um and pulled it with justice, right? This is this is really mm-hmm. a solid political language and yeah, when you pray you are
1: engaged in politics. Right. Well and just reminding When myself, you celebrate
0: Christmas, you're engaged in politics.
1: If you celebrate it correctly, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm just reminded there's a reason a petty king wanted to kill this baby because this is the kind of kingship we're talking about. There's he was a threat as soon as he was born because his kingship is that big. Mm-hmm. So pray to that king. I hope that's encouraging. Um, and be reminded, there's nothing more effective. If you're praying to that king in that way, um, understanding that kingdom, there's, there's nothing more effective than uh, doing that. Bef- before you walk in partnership with him and other actions, that, that is a good way to start is by praying. So anything else you want to add?
0: I think I'm good. I'm, I'm encouraged, and um, maybe we, this would be a good episode to close out in prayer.
1: You want, you want to pray for us?
0: Let, let's do that. Our great uh, God and Father, we acknowledge that uh, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you are almighty, that you are the first and the last. And um, just like it said here in Isaiah, uh, uh, that of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And so we uh, just ask, first of all, for... Um, that we would be submissive to you, that the invitation that you say, um, that you invite us to come, and to ask for help when we need it, uh, come boldly before your throne. Uh, Father, I, I I thank you that even that invitation includes your kingship and your throne, and so would you help us to pray? Make that our, our, our default reaction to virtually every news uh, situation that we read about or hear about would you make it our um, our first breath in the morning and our last at night that we uh, remember that uh, you love to hear from your people and you welcome us and you are standing at the ready uh, to help us and to help our city and to help those uh, rulers and authorities over us uh, that uh, you might, help the church live peaceful and quiet lives in Christ mm. Jesus, and that people would come to a saving uh, knowledge of uh, your son. So all of this, we rejoice that, that this is your interest, and we pray that you would involve us in it. Help us to pray as we should. I thank you uh, for the confidence we have because of it. In Christ's name, amen.
1: Amen. I agree. Well, listeners, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review goes a long way to getting this to other people as would sharing it. That's a proper use of social media or your text chain. Um, Just throw that on there. And if you have questions, send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. And we look forward to the next conversation.